Welcome to the Think Education podcast. Uh, we now have frequent listeners, so we can say welcome back, which is kind of a nice thing to, to be able to, to say. Today is the second part of our writing up sequel, uh, the ever elusive, um, you know, how do you top the box office of with the second one compared to the, the first one? Um, uh, nicely bookending um, the one uh, that we started it was April, right? Is that is that right? That's what we were just saying. April of, of yeah. last year. So we're 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 pretty much a year, I guess, by the time this airs on in in April. Yeah. Um, we have. I was gonna say we finished the second book, but as I still had the index to go, I don't suppose we've technically finished it. But we've we're we're all but done, right? It's with the publisher. Um, it's uh, it's off our desks. Um, so to speak. So yes, we thought it'd be a nice, nice opportunity to, to have a, a chance to reflect on, <laughs> I was about to say the answers we came up with, which is a com- complete, complete, well, lie, really. The, the additional set of questions we've now created for ourselves. I think that's probably more accurate. Um, and, and yeah, just reflect on, on the, the process of, of the second book, because we, we did it again with contributors, we did it again with students, we, we did some new things, um, we kept some old things. Um, old things sounds very grand, doesn't it, for having done the one book before, but it's still, I suppose, it's... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, how have... Hey, you've got you to start, right? Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got a very small shelf worth of, of books. About... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, paperweights, perhaps. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how have you, how have you found the, how did you find rather the second one? Um, you know, not, maybe not in direct comparison to the first, but I mean, what, cause again, we did it, we did it the same way. We did it at distance, right? This is another, um, yeah. uh, book by, by video call. I think, I think as, as far as you and I can be, Chris, I think probably what we were with this one was a little bit more disciplined in terms, and that isn't a word I would normally associate, well, planning, discipline, you know, any of those sorts of things yeah. with, with us when we're, we're doing our writing. Although, suppose, although and, and both that, books have been handed in early, right? So oh, that's, absolutely. whatever we're doing works. So that, bit, <laughs> that bit, whatever we're doing absolutely works. And I suppose also what, I think the great thing this time was that we've been doing the podcasts as well. And actually that has also helped, you know, I think inform some of the writing that we've been doing and also some of the ways in which, as you say, we've been bringing some of the chapters together. So we, we were very um, mindful, I know, when we did the first book to ensure that we had the student voice Yes. In there. Yep. And it was writ large and it was sort of front and centre, although in many ways sort of last and centre <laughs> term <into the> <laughs> chapter. Yeah. But whatever whatever the term is for for that. Um and I think we were so so impressed by what that what they said that we thought well, we'd better ask them again because quite frankly, that will be the stellar chapter. Um but it was then interesting to talk to fellow colleagues, wasn't it, across the across the sector in the in the podcast and then then start to do something not dissimilar not dissimilar to them and as you say chris that that it it ended up as as these things always do with raising more questions than it did for answers but i think just getting that different perspective on some of the things therefore that we've written 
as we've gone through the book, you know, to then have that chapter a little bit later on, you yeah. know, where people, you know, from from across a, a range of um, a range of experiences, you know, from from people such as Andrew Disbury to Arlene Griffiths mm-hmm. to you know other colleagues that either then were part of of the book or part of the podcast or both, you know. Um, I think giving them an opportunity to reflect on some of the things that we wrote about were, was was also interesting, made us think about a third book as well. Um, but we can go there another time. So I think, yeah, it was, it was a probably... We knew that we worked well together in terms of writing, and I, and I think, therefore, that worked. Uh, we knew the kind of structures that, that we liked, and I suppose the kind of strengths in particular that we can bring to the table and I guess reinforced also the importance of how we work with other people and the networks that that, that we have to to help shape and inform and sort of probe some of the things think that, that we were raising and and I think that was an interesting thing that we in some ways talked about more in the first book that we did with Tim and but actually put into action a bit in in this one didn't we and as yeah. if you recall as well we also had that conversation with the students didn't we around we did. the importance and the value of <clears throat> networks etc yeah so for yeah. me that was that was one of the initial takeaways that i've i've taken from this this um you know this particular time yeah absolutely i mean i think you're absolutely right i mean we we made the mistake such as it was of of not recording many of our early conversations in the first book's process, um, and I mean they were they were hugely instrumental in in developing our ideas for for the chapters, um, and then yeah so the, I mean the second one I think we we maybe were more more aware of that and and therefore also I guess yeah. more tapped into it right so we we. We were, it was kind of almost a meta approach, right? We were doing the two things at the same time while they were both informing and reinforming each other. And I mean, I remember, you know, as you said, conversations we had with with colleagues um, in in podcasts, and almost you know one throwaway comment from a guest would change a chapter because we we sort of have yes. another meeting the day after and think, oh, remember what, what they said, and did you think about? It? And then you know we sort of go back and 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 restart. And it's funny because I, I remember one of the like procedural points that struck me. Um, and I guess this is a, a function of, of our, I, was, I suppose experience is part of it, but comfort or, or, you know, we talked about this in previous podcasts, but that's sort of, you get to that point in your career where you're, I don't know, you roll with things that may be a little bit easier. Um, but we had, uh, when we did the first proposal, um, we were, trying to continue from the first book and I, I, I think the scope of what we were attempting was you know maybe five books perhaps but it certainly wasn't yeah, one just, book's worth of yeah. material and yet for yeah. you and I it was a perfect launching pad because it's like well we don't really care what the proposal says because we're going to feel our way through the conversations and end up with something that mm. we will shape towards the end and I thought that was quite well no not quite that was a very useful piece of, of feedback we got from the publisher which was and the review process, and you need to change, and you need to, you know, narrow this down, and and that allowed us, I think, yeah. to put it into sort of maybe a more thematic approach. Which, because um, I mean, the difficulty with sometimes 
and I and, and I was wondering about this when you're saying about disciplined because we never have any difficulty writing, despite the fact that our conversations can be yeah. me- meandering or, or you know disjointed or covering multiple subjects. The chapter always gets done according to you know or, or somehow falls into what we think it. I don't I don't really. Maybe I don't want to question it too much in case it, it doesn't work anymore. No, let's not overthink it. Yeah, um, but but that I thought that was really that was really helpful because the, um, you know we weren't we weren't trying to repeat the first book obviously, um, and we weren't trying to necessarily answer the questions that we we hadn't answered. We were just trying to ask more, I suppose, that were linked back, right? And and in that sense, we were quite open to be prompted by input from. Well, I guess chapter authors, but also just as you say, podcast guests, right? It's um, yeah, right. and I suppose you know the the circumstance has changed, hasn't it, quite significantly since we wrote the first one when we were in full lockdown. So even even psychologically, you're in a different place, aren't you? Well, actually, you're not in a different place at all. Sorry, ironically, you're in exactly the same place <laughs> that you were the day before. Um, but you know, you know, psychologically, you you, you know, you're, you're dealing with something, and 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 we really, really didn't know at that stage, did we, what was going to happen in no in so many different ways and for so many different things, but certainly in the for international higher education, and so there were some things therefore then when we were talking about mergers or consortia or micro credentials, you know, in that first book, where really could have gone in any different numbers of. Of directions and um, and I guess the the second one as well was almost a it wasn't a well right we've done COVID now and here we are back to where we were before of course not you know we're we're still we're, well we're just in a case of how we how we deal with anything post major pandemic but something that's going to be with us forever um, and I, and I suppose that 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 feeling sometimes permeates the way in which you write as well mm. doesn't it you know that some things therefore maybe were confirmed are things going to change are we going in a new direction is it going to exactly go back to the way it was all of those sort of questions you know we could we could explore those in a little bit more detail um just because things had changed we were getting on planes again but maybe we were just being a little bit more mindful of when we did it and whether we had to do it or not you know, online learning has accelerated in its pace, but, you know, the benefits of face-to-face learning and but how we use technology in that uh, um, almost came back. You know, people thought, goodness me, there is so much here that, that we that we probably have been missing. Um, and I think that in itself, therefore, then, is, has, is probably, an in, probably an interesting tone that goes through mm. this book compared to the last book, just because of the the state of play of, you know, what we're like personally, as well as what the the, the globe's like, you know. And I suppose that's, and I guess it's just a very um, obvious point of anything being of its time, isn't it? You might the content of what you do, whatever you do, might be different. You know, you might have written a historical novel, but but actually, you can't help but be influenced by where you are and what's happening and, and that space. And I think that in itself has been, you know, an interesting and valuable experience. But going back to your earlier 
point, you know, in, in some ways. And, and as was mentioned in the, the podcast that we did release last week, but we did nearly a year ago, um, we, we had some idea about some of the things that we wanted to write about, but there was in no way any coherent form there. And as you say, we tried to then capture quite a lot of that. And it reminded me a little bit of, you know, when you first start doing your PhD, your first bit or your first big chunk of writing anyway, and it's like, right, I know all of this stuff. And what I'm going to do, these are technical terms out there, guys. I know all of this stuff. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to write about all of it. Yep. Because you're really worried that you're never, ever going to write 80,000 words. And by the time you've gone three times over your limits and your supervisor's tearing their hair out in desperation and saying to you, please, will you focus, that you realise actually that you need to focus and, and probably be, A, brave enough to leave some things out because it's all right to yeah, do yeah. that because you need to focus. But also it's not actually brave because what you can do is revisit that and at a later time go back and write about that as well. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, so I think that probably probably helped us and the the really good thing is you, you've said uh, again as well today is that we started to record the discussions that we were having obviously then we record a lot of them for our for our podcast but even just the, the general discussions that we have when we're writing chapters because very often well nearly all the time neither you or I know actually what we're going to say yeah. until we say it yeah. and then we'll say something and think Actually, that's quite a good point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think I knew that. Yeah. Write that or, down quick. You know, yeah. and, you, and you can start to explore it, can't you? So I suppose even, so if anything, and I have no idea how to articulate that, this, but if anything, we've been more disciplined about realising that we don't have to, you know, be constrained at all in what we're thinking about, uh, that, we, that, we, that we can... I suppose we can sort of look at that and and interrogate it a bit and learn from mm. it. Yeah. But we almost know that something's going to be there, but we don't exactly know what it is at the beginning of the sentence. Yeah, no, I think that... That made perfect sense, as I often say, in my head. Yeah, well, no... Very little. No, 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 I mean... Uh... I understood it. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe others won't, but I mean, having lived it, um, and because I think it's it's actually a it's a very interesting point. And if you think when you know we've we've brought in other influences in this book, right? We've you know you you had a a, a strong focus, you know, looking at sport, um, which you know is not necessarily a much talked about topic. Um, in the in the sort of general conversations we we or people like us might have in in our world, no. right? Um, and yet, why not, right? And and we we brought in yeah. you know a strong you know firm favorite of ours, Terry Pratchett. You know, runs throughout the book like that. You know, there's you know if we're talking about international education, and we're talking about internationalization, and we're talking about identity, and we're talking about things about um, you know what shapes us, and and you know where we are, when we are, um, you know, as you said just now, I mean, and we've talked in the past about, you know, the study abroad, the experiences that we've had or working abroad from, you know, wherever our home country may or may not have been at that time. Um, and absolutely it, it changes everything. Um, it's funny. I was, I was wondering if the, cause the first one was written, in the period of, as, as you said, absolute uncertainty in for almost every category. 
we couldn't be wrong because nobody yes. really knew anything about mm. anything. And so anything we said was sort of a, you know, a thought exercise or, or, or you know, a possible wondering. Um, and then the thing, the second one comes and you think, yeah, okay, we, we now, it's not that we need to pin down an absolute answer because that's not the point of what we're trying to do. You know, the, I think we, we firmly recognize that internationalization is in, in particular education is fluid and it's, it's ever evolving. And, and, you know, we, we should be looking at, you know, supporting the experience along the way rather than trying to sort of pin something, pin something down. But, but I wonder if that's why we went so broad to almost recreate that sense of, um, yes. um, but as you say, the, the sort of fail safe within us, the, the, said, okay, but we've got to have the underlying discipline that says at some point this going broad has got to be, you know, pulled, pulled back. And so, I mean, we've talked about this, haven't we, before in, in podcasts for, you know, for new, new early career academics or, or, you know, students developing their writing techniques. Find one that works for you. I mean, don't, don't copy ours, yeah. you know, just, you know, or copy other people. Find one that works for you. And, and this one works for us. And it's, I find it, as we've said before, I find it a very creative process and and the same thing happened with this book as happened with the last one i can't remember the writing i can remember the conversations i can remember the thinking but i can't necessarily remember producing chapters you know whereas you know often that's the case of oh i'm sitting down and i'm you know um i can only i can remember one specifically and that's because um of the the location um, it was on, um, uh, on Monday, which is my weekend. And, um, I was sat in the school playground after school drop-off while my wife had a school meeting looking over corrections, you know, that you'd asked me to have a look over. And I only remember that because it was a completely different place. But I mean, I don't remember what chapter it was. I, and obviously, and I wasn't even writing no. that one. So that doesn't, I don't think that even yeah. counts either. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's an interesting, interesting thing that they just they don't they obviously don't just happen because you know it's an eighty thousand word document, but it kind of it kind of just happens, which is it it, it it sort of creates itself, doesn't it? In many ways, it starts to to form its. I guess thinking about identity, it starts to form its own identity in many ways, and um and you know you and I are comfortable enough in letting the writing do that and as we've said though a number of times before you know it it it, it there aren't chapters in there that are the kind of texts based on primary research where you're you know delving into the detail where you've got all of the data and that's not to say that obviously that's not very important and there's a place for that and it's very powerful I think where what we probably like to do more is to explore some of the avenues that that, that we're not fully sure of yet. Yeah. Where where the answer might still be, we still don't know. We've got to the end of the discussion. We've got to the end of the journey. We've got to the end of that particular path, and we still don't really know where it is. You know, and that's all right because actually we've just thought about something mm. that's different that's fresh that's new it's a different perspective and it's and it's then given us you know that lens with which then we can look through other things i think as you say the sport is a is a really interesting one and, and certainly 
you know, if you'd said to us 12 months ago mm. or 16, 18 months ago, so anyway, you're going to write anything about sports and sport diplomacy and international higher education, and we'd gone, what? What's that about? Um, and like you, I had really no idea where that sort of came from, but it came from somewhere. And maybe, I, I recall a, an earlier conversation we had um, also with Joanna Newman, obviously, you know, the um, CEO of, of uh, ACU, and we started talking with her a little bit about identity, didn't we? The yeah. different sort of shapings of identity. And that was just in a conversation that you and I, you know, sort of privately were having with her with a view to doing, uh, you know, a, a, a podcast. And um, and I think that might have been the beginning of a seed yeah. of something yep. that started to make us think, you know what? this could be more about, the whole thing could be more about identity. And then you start to think about what is important to people, as you say, what shapes who you are and where you are, what matters to you, what matters to you at different points in your life. And it can be where you are, it can be who you're with, it can be what you're doing, it can be all of those things. Uh, and therefore then you get these different themes that, that come in that wouldn't necessarily come in if you're just talking um, about a thematic area in in a bit in a bit more of a focused way, if you're looking at international education, for example, where where you might be thinking about recruitment or mobility, you know, or or the, what you're doing, like micro credentials and things like that, but you wouldn't necessarily think of some of the things that we talked about. Um, and I think that's interesting because it means that. Also, one of the great things, I think, actually, about this book were those little reflections that we had through it, too. Yeah, yeah. From, um, from, you know, a huge variety of individuals, some of whom, again, have done podcasts with us. So, the you know, the wonderful uh, session we had with Michael Pelletier, you know, earlier on in the year, and... Um, and then Kerry Nurse or, you know, talking about leadership and entrepreneurship, you know, and, and, and having individuals such as that writing their little 200 words, snippets, you know, in their own voice and with their own thoughts, just about the topics that they hold dear, again, I think shaped and informed our thinking. And let's face it, the only reason we did that Actually, it was basically down to you, Chris, because you'd written something to do with the first chapter, hadn't you, that, that was written in such a way. There's a nice little sort of little, little bit there. I, I, I believe ducks were involved, but anyway, we can come back to that in a moment. And, and I remember in the next edit of the chapter, looking at what you'd written and thinking, all right, so how are we going to make this, you know, part of the dialogue of the chapter? So I was looking at changing some of the language and that. And then I looked at it and I thought, you know what, though, that's really great. That's really powerful. And then when we chatted the next time, didn't we, somehow we ended up with these ideas of reflections and, and you and I did them for the first chapter. And then it, it, at a certain point, just morphed into other people doing them for the others. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and I was both, I think, surprised about your suggestion to include it and then... Of course, why would we not? Because the way, the way you framed it coming back to me, 
I mean, I'd, I'd written it almost as a throwaway, right? It was just, a, yeah. you know, here's an anecdote and, um, you know, it may be a story I might tell at a conference, but it's like, this is not going, this is just to, for me to tell you, you know, something that I think is amusing or, you know, interesting or whatever. And then, and, and, and yeah, they are, they are really, really powerful and really useful because they're, they're, they're just sort of little glimpses inside um, the lived experience. And I think that's maybe something that we, we were sort of fumbling in the dark towards or in this book, right? It, it's that, it's, it's not just the, the macro, this is what the, a university is, right? This is, you know, this is the, the big picture structural. It's, well, what's it mean to the people, you know, and, and who are the people and, and are the people changed when they move and, you know, all these types of yeah. questions. And, and I mean, I think to that end, the, obviously the student voices are, I mean, not just integral, but I think essential now to, to, to when you and I yeah. write and think, because it's, it's getting to see their perspectives. And in many ways, we use many of the same, you know, we were lucky enough that they were still able and, and willing to contribute. You know, we got to use many of the same students again and sort of add a couple of new ones to sort of broaden even further perspective. But to see their ongoing developmental thinking is, is, um, is re- I mean, it's, it sounds trite, but it, it's really fascinating. I mean, it's... Um, and then we took it a step further, right, with this one, which was, uh, again, something we were just... I mean, joking about sounds wrong, but I mean, it, it, we, were, we, we had a... Com- sorry, I can't remember the writing, but I can remember the conversations. And we had a conversation where, between us, we were saying, well, you know what be really interesting is to, you know, why do we never hear from parents? Because in, 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 particularly in Asian international higher education, the, the joke always used to be in, in, in for example, in, in the campus I worked in Malaysia, oh, we don't recruit students, we recruit parents. Right? Because, you know, it's, it's th- those, those are the people making the decisions. Those are the people funding the education. That's who you're selling or, or promoting or explaining, whatever, whatever you want to say. You know, that's what your, you know, your education structure too. And we sort of went, well, it'd be interesting you never heard from parents. A, you know, a heartbeat goes by. Why not? Another heartbeat goes by. Well, let's do that then. <laughs> and, and then it, that was then... Uh, and you were able to, to, to pull on your... And um... you have just described perfectly there what our writing style is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's right. Um, How are we going to do that? And, but then it comes back again to this point about networking. You know, you were able to draw on um, uh, your, your network uh, at home, which is, which is great. That sort of combination of internationalisation and, and, and home. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, I mean... Uh, so that was, it seemed like it was pretty straightforward. You know, you, you had, you know, great colleagues who could help and, and uh, right? Absolutely. I mean, a big shout out to, to Sharon, who heads up the, the college um, at Swansea University, you know, because uh, she put us in touch with the, the wonderful um, uh, Jason Makwabarara from... Zimbabwe, who'd who'd been a um, who'd been a student at, at the college. The college does um, provides various pathway programs for for the university, um, and so he'd been a student there, and then he'd come on to Swansea University to study um, business management and finance, and he's in his final year this year, uh, and so we chatted to him, and then. Um, had an opportunity to to talk to his mother, you know Florence, 
and that I think was a really powerful beginning actually to to that chapter that we've got in the in the book that looks at, at, at key trends doesn't it but anchors it very much therefore then in all the questions that we asked we asked both Jason and Florence's his mother um, and it was really interesting to see their kind of to see their their responses um, and you know as you say I think many of us had um, have referred to well parents views or parents think this or yeah. let's do yeah. And, and as you say, you and I thought about, well, have we ever actually read anywhere in any article or literature or book or what any actual words of a parent? And neither of us could think of that. So, um, so we're keen to incorporate that in, in this particular, in this book. Uh, and I, and it was I, I think and they were just both I think so wonderfully open yeah 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 <laughs> everything as yeah. as well as you will see I mean and, and people listening to this please go back and uh, look at our podcast because we do a wonderful one with um, with Jason uh, you know who talks about not only his experiences but his family's experiences his his, his brothers you know uh, and um, and again, you know, what, what it was like for him during that time of COVID when most of us were just sitting inside of our rooms to, to have to have that discussion and to make that decision to go and fly to the other side of the world, you know, to to, to study. And and I think that was that was a really that was a really interesting one for us to, to be doing and, and to have then his words there as well as as well as Florence's. You know, both of their, both of their thoughts, and probably one of those where that would be the kind of thing I'm sure we'd like to do do again. You know, yeah. it's yeah. it's so important. We and we do talk all the time. I know about about ensuring that the student voice is celebrated at our universities and incorporated into everything we do. Of course, it does. That's why we're that's why we have universities. We're here for our students. Um, but we don't always incorporate those other voices that are so important as well. So it was wonderful to be able to to do that and um, and to have somebody like Jason and his his mother to once again demonstrate how wonderful individuals are. Mm. <laughs> um, I've got to say that that's quite a controversial uh, position for you to take. That universities are all about students. That seems know, entire. Ent- I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's wrong. <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell it's a Friday. I'm out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the edge. I'm living on the edge. Yeah, this is what happens when you get critical thinking and, and free thinking. It's uh, all types that's of right, craziness yeah. ensues. Yeah, these bold statements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, so I guess, I don't know, Chris, you know, it's sort of, I guess, finally for, for this one, although I'm sure we'll come back to the topic, not least that we're going to once once you've got the index in them uh come back to to what next although i'm sure everybody will be delighted that we've already started um thinking about that Um, but you know i do think this has been again this has been a really interesting thought-provoking experience and 
what I find really interesting about going back and looking at some of the chapters as well and looking about some of the things that are in there, even ones that we've written together, you know, that very often in rereading things and myself finding some of the comments, you know, mm. I hadn't realised about that or I hadn't thought about that really. I think we try to capture those kind of things, don't we, that, um, that as I say, we, we aren't... We're not, we're, not, we're not putting forward a hypothesis and an idea that we've already had and are testing it no. to the nth degree. What we're saying is, hey, this is quite an interesting thought. I wonder what would happen if we talked about that a little bit more. Yeah. And, and occasionally there's, there's a bit more structure to it than that, but, but not often, to be quite honest. Um, and, I, and that's a good thing to learn, I think, about these kind of processes. But whoever it is and whatever you're writing, you know, to have that freedom about what direction you might be going in. Because then you learn yourself when you're in the process of writing. And then, of course, with some of the things, when we did want to be at least grounding it in mm. some of the literature that's out there naturally. So we have read lots of other stuff and we've referred to it in the various texts and and that in itself, of course, is really interesting. You end up learning lots of things that you wouldn't, you know, have thought that you were going to learn about. So in the process of writing, you're not only trying to communicate some of the things you think yourself, but you're actually trying to learn in that process, aren't you? And yeah. say, answer some questions, but in the process of doing that, create lots and lots of others. Yeah. Yeah, and, and through that, link things that, you know, as you said with the sport, you not natural bedfellows and yet you know there's there's a clear there's a clear connection between you know and and many yeah and i agree i mean it's many of the many of the ideas i mean they don't they don't come from nowhere do they they come from some of our experiences they come from conversations you and i have had prompting each other they come in an awful lot from input from other people that we we read or, or listen to or you know what's going on in the news at any given point i mean it's that's the thing international education is a is a global you know endeavor and concern and and is is constantly constantly moving i remember <laughs> we were you know we were talking um a while back about policies impacting national policies impacting, you know, international education. And I remember saying, I was like, oh, you know, I really wish we'd put, you know, this podcast up because that would have been really relevant. And I remember you saying, don't worry about it. Wait about a week. It'll happen again. <laughs> we can't, we, don't, you know, some, some policy somewhere else is going to do, you know, it's, it's not, this is not, you know, stopped. This is an ongoing conversation. So, um, yeah. yeah, no. And that, I mean, that's... I, I know... I know quite soon we're going to be having a um, a discussion with Rachel Soundy, who's from Bevan, Britain, and that did then make me reflect from on that particular note because when we initially were having the conversations around sustainability and and I, and place and risk was sort of writ large there, wasn't it? And I don't know yeah. whether I you know, I've just been through you know, particular exercises at the university or certain discussions were taking place, but certainly, you know, how we manage risk and all of the different things that have emerged over the last sort of 12 months or so in international higher education was at the forefront of the thinking. 
And I think we're going to have more of a theme of that running through the book. And now when I look at it, probably there is less of that there. But that might be something that we look at look at for the future. Um, but then we had an op- we have an opportunity to to talk to to Rachel, who I think will have some very interesting reflections from a legal perspective yeah. on how we we manage risk. But again, looking at um, looking at international higher education or higher education itself through a different lens. And so, you know, you might look at it through through the lens of through the lens of um, a uh, an ex diplomat, yep. or you might look at it through through the lens of um, a lawyer. Yeah. And and I think that that's so we ended up looking at it from that that point of view. I think, but I'm sure in the future there'll be quite a bit that we'll be looking at around around risk and, and managing risk and risk appetite as well. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's true, isn't it? You know, in, in our search for not the answer, but increased understanding about identity, we, we as you say, yeah, we, we look through the lens of, of a parent, of a lawyer, of a diplomat, of you know, senior administrators of students, of, of people that have worked on branch campuses, people that have worked in partnerships, you know, people that design programs. Like we've looked, we've tried to capture as many different perspectives as we can, looking back towards the, the, the sort of the central idea we, we laughingly had at the beginning, right? This, um, well, not idea, this, this sort of concept we were trying to understand. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's absolutely fascinating because even if you come to no resolution, it takes us back to these the early conversations we were having about identity. Travel broadens the mind. You know, reading does the same thing. Talking to yeah. people, learning more about it, you know, shapes and, and reshapes. And it's, you know, if you are an educationalist and or in some way internationally minded, you know, this stuff is probably interesting to you, right? And you and we yeah. and we feed off it, right? It, it just it sort of constantly keeps us moving so yeah it's been i mean we did submit the third proposal or the tentative tentative proposal before we submitted the second book or in the same email so we're clearly gluttons for punishment but uh yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah and i think i mean just the final point from me but i think probably if you go back and and look now at that very first chapter where we we anchor this all in in i in identity and and on you know a, a sense of uh, a self and a sense of place and in a way that's captured all all of this hasn't it was why i suppose we ended up going down the route of connecting in with others looking at life through their lenses getting those personal reflections from other individuals how how their views are shaped by who they are and, and where they're located and therefore how that might shape you know the the identity and mission of of the university in which we and, and many of those now happen to be placed because universities are made up of all of these different types of individuals who've had all of these rich experiences and therefore 
it's natural that they're quite complex places because <laughs> you know people are complex yeah. within them yeah. so that's probably quite a natural um a natural conclusion if ever there was a conclusion that we're going to come to to actually reach absolutely universities are complex we don't understand them we've written two books trying to understand them and there will certainly be a third <laughs> yeah 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 okay fantastic so watch this space then i suppose until the right? next time until until the next time yeah excellent thank you very much